The New Jersey Devils finally got a goalie. They were able to trade for Vitek Vanacek. And also, Jersey Joe joins me on today's show to give me his thoughts on the NHL draft and the recent trade that involved Vanacek and his overall thoughts on how the New Jersey Devils are going to approach this upcoming free agency period. There's a lot to talk about in today's episode. Joe is a recurring guest of the show, and he always has a lot to talk about, so buckle up. By the way, before I send it to my introduction, I just want to say Jersey Joe did correctly predict that the New Jersey Devils would select Simon Nemish with the second overall pick. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Dallas writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. My recurring guest, Jersey Joe, is back. We're going to talk everything from the draft, uh, the VTech Vanacek trade, and all things silly season. Jersey Joe, how you doing? Holy smokes. Wasn't it great to have a wonderful Slovak going second overall? Uh, well, we didn't get we had a nice hot take. It was, it was supposed to be Uri Slavkovsky, not Simon Nesmich. <laughs> you, you know what? I tell you. Uh, the Habs did what most teams usually don't do is that they pick the winger over the center and Matthew Barnaby was right. Yeah, he was. I mean, I I saw a mock draft saying that um, Shane Wright would go number four and I'm just like, there is no way that's going to happen. But it happened. He fell to the Seattle crack. And I don't know if you saw the clip. I retweeted it actually. Uh, and uh, it looked like Shane Wright was giving a death stare over to the Montreal Canadiens <laughs> saying, Oh, you passed me up. It's war now. So whenever he goes back <laughs> to Montreal, be prepared for a bloodbath because he's going to be looking to get that puck into the back of the net. Unleash the Kraken when they play the Kraken. Oof, geez. That, I, I'm looking forward <laughs> to that one. That's something I'll tune into. Hopefully he can, um, hopefully he can uh, prove himself out. And I just want to say, uh, when this episode goes live, it'll be a day after my birthday. Forgot to mention it on, on yesterday's show because I was so excited about the draft. Turned 23, got my LeBron uh, jersey on when he wore 23 because it's my, it's my 23rd birthday. Happy birthday to Trey. Happy birthday to Trey. Happy birthday, Trey Matthews. Happy birthday to you and many more. Merci, Let's go my, Devils. Merci, my friend. Merci. There you so let's So let's talk about the draft because you were actually at the draft party last night for the New Jersey Devils when they had the second overall selection. And uh, I actually want to roll that clip real quick of your live reaction with the New Jersey Devils selected Simon Nesmish. Yeah! She won the Mets! Yes! Yes! My boy! That's my boy! She won the Mets? Yes, absolutely. And I actually talked to Bruce Driver about it. Oh, Bruce Driver. 
what, what, what was he like? What did he say? Uh, he was very happy about the pick and knowing that, you know, the Devils, you know, not only needed one of the best skaters in the draft, they also needed a really good defenseman. And this defenseman, remember I said to you a few podcasts ago that not only analytically, but skills wise and mentally, this kid is very sharp. He's prepared uh, from the highest level in Slovakia to uh, playing internationally with Yardai Slavkovsky and to playing against older men in his age group and similar peers as well. So for me, watching those, taking notes, uh, it makes a boatload of sense to uh, select him. Uh, from what I was listening to was the Devils were trying to uh, trade back to three or four, but because they couldn't come to fruition with it, uh, it made too good of sense to uh, pick Nemetz at number two. So the thing about Nemish is that, um, you know, he's a very athletic defenseman. He's not a scoring defenseman, but he's very athletic. He has great speed, great handles, knows how to pass the puck. And I, I basically said this, like a lot of people are saying that, you know, uh, Nemish might have to spend another year or two uh, in Slovakia or in Europe, whatever the case might be. Some people are saying that he's NHL ready now. But my overall thing is like, there's no rush because I think the reason why Tom Fitzgerald elected to go with Nemish is this is because Luke Hughes is about to uh, do his sophomore year at the university of Michigan. And Luke Hughes is a left-handed defenseman. And then mm -hmm. the thing about Nemish is that he's a right-handed defenseman. So mm -hmm. I think he was looking for another defenseman to pair alongside with Luke Hughes. And uh, one of my colleagues said, you know, if you pair like uh, Nemish on the second line and you got Dougie Hamilton on the first line, that's actually a pretty uh, good combo for the New Jersey Devils to have. Now, the fact of the matter is, I've said this, usually you don't draft the best player available. You draft what your team needs. And I talked about it on my previous episode. I'm not sure if you've already seen it. But I did. It I, I basically said this, you know, drafting Cooley and Wright looks great on paper, but the, but, but the fact of the matter is that we got Jack Hughes, we got Nico Heischer, we got Dawson Mercer, all three young guys who are trying to establish themselves and all three are on different pace. So Dawson Mercer just completed his rookie year. Nico Heischer is our captain and he's obviously starting to come into fruition a little bit more. Jack Hughes is arguably our franchise player. So it didn't really mm -hmm. make sense to like, you know, draft someone like Wright or Cooley, especially since we already have a young center to develop even further. And that's Dawson Mercer. So mm -hmm. that's why I think it was either Uri Slavkowski or maybe somebody else. I didn't think they would actually go with uh, Nedmish, but here we are. So I will say this to the listeners. Um, trying to compare Slovak to Slovak in from the NHL and now in the draft, I have a good comparable for him. It's a, someone that has won a couple of Stanley Cups. His name is Eric Chernak. He's the tall right-handed defenseman I've always wanted. However, uh, if you look at the draft, the pre-draft season, uh, Shimon Nemetz has a 27 versus, uh, what was it? Eric Chernak has like a, a four in his D minus one. So basically, the, he's well ahead of Chernock's bell curve. And then you look at Nemetz in his draft season. He is 20 basis points above Eric Chernock with a 35 over 15. So in, in Nemetz's 
uh, star probability, he's a 56% versus Chernox 14%. Doesn't mean, you know, you know, not going to fail or anything or do anything wonderful, but the ceiling is very high, especially the star probability uh, in the draft, uh, in the, in the draft season for Nemets is a 95 over uh, Chernox 50%. So he's probably going to be the best right-handed defenseman Slovakia has ever had. You know, um, he, he's very established, and I believe he's one of the more accomplished defensemen at, at the age of 18, uh, if we compare him to other players. But overall, um, why did you say that the New Jersey Devils would draft uh, uh, Simon Nemish? Like, what, what was your thought process? Like, why not Logan Cooley or Shane Wright? Because we all knew that Nemish was going to go top five. We just didn't know that he was going to be selected, you know, that high in the top five. I looked at skill, like the 200-foot game. He already plays at the pro level. He, he's already playing ahead of his age group. And when you see guys on defense playing really well in front of guys that are more talented or older than them that may be bigger or faster or whatever the case may be, uh, or former NHLers are playing back in uh, their native league, to me it says this guy is more disciplined and they know what it takes already a few years ahead uh, in their birth year. So to me, it means that the way Nemetz is a guy that can not only be fast, attacking, supportive, the only downside is he may not shoot as many goals as people want, but he can most certainly quarterback. And maybe he will get more shots off more uh, in the NHL level where um, he is a power play guy. And I think the way I think his bottom would be Brian Rafalski. So see, here's a player I want him to play like, and I said this in the previous episode, which is play like Ryan Graves, which is you're effective on the rank. You know how to, um, you know how to work, especially on special teams. You, uh, are effective, silent, but deadly. Like Ryan Graves is not someone who's going to be a bona fide goal getter. But at the same time, he knows how to pass the puck. He knows how to play effectively. So uh, if I had to compare him to a current New Jersey Devil, it would be Nemish. Or I'm sorry, if I had to compare um, uh, Nemish to a current uh, uh, Devils player, it would be Ryan Graves. Just because when we talk about Ryan Graves, we don't really talk about his scoring, but we know how effective he could be on the rank in the right circumstance. So I think that's what I wanted to play. Like I would have said Jonas Siegenthaler, but... I just feel as though, you know, Nemish just has more potential to do uh, more damage on the offensive side of things. Like, like I said, he's not a goal getter, but, you know, I think he could develop into maybe a decent two-way player because here's the fact of the matter. When you're, when you pair Nemish with uh, Hughes, uh, Luke Hughes is going to do the scoring because Luke Hughes is a scoring defenseman, but on the defensive side of things, you want Nemish. So I guess that's how the tandem is going to work. Luke Hughes will be the the score, and Simon Nemish will be the will be the defensive anchor for, for that respective line mm -hmm. and paired alongside each other. So he actually plays well. He meeting Shimon uh, plays a two hundred foot game. So basically, Luke can be be like our new generation. I don't want to put it too much of a ceil uh, high ceiling. Like if you know he is to be projected this generation's version of Scott Niedermeyer, if that were to come out to full fruition, worst being worst, 
uh, Luke to me would just be like Quinn. So really, I see a lot of makes good. Sense. That's his brother, so it makes sense that he would play like his brother. And he thinks a little bit like Jack offensively. So, but anyways, Shimon would be the guy that can pinch in the right area, be very mobile defensively, and pinch at the right times. So, if I am Tom Fitzgerald, I'm giving Shimon Nemetz an ELC, but he's going to join Utica first. Yes. Because I want him to get accustomed to North American ice. Yeah, that's what people have been saying, and that's personally what I would want too. So, if he's not going to play in Europe for another year or two, uh, there's no need to put him on an NHL roster right now. I don't think he's NHL ready, but maybe he's North American hockey ready. So put him mm-hmm. with a, a very successful team, a team that's, you know, great at developing young guys. And here's something else that I want to talk about. Shakir Mukamadoulin, is there a chance that, you know, he could be sort of like Big Z? Because I said the the floor for Shakir Mukamadoulin would be someone like Jonas Siegethal, because that's mm-hmm. another devil I compare him to. But Shakir Doolin, a lot of people said since he put on weight this past season, maybe he could be like uh, Chara just a little bit, like another big Z type of player. Because the fact of the matter is we don't really talk a lot about our defensive prospects. We don't talk about Riley Walsh that often. We don't talk about Chara. Uh, Nikita Ohotuk and uh, Kevin Ball get their, you know, lime in the spotlight now and again, but not too often compared to like Alexander Holtz and other forwards. But I just feel as though, you know, getting Nemish just a little bit more can kind of get people talking about our defensive side of things because we talk a lot about our young forwards, but what about our young defensemen too? So when people freak the F out about Muhammad Doolin a few drafts ago, I was like, okay, I can see why people are freaking. However, things are done differently in in the Russian system. So Long story short, Pro League is the KHL. The AHL is the VHL. There's no ECHL. Um, Then you have the bottom tier, which is the MHL. MHL is where the major juniors is. So all your under 20 guys are all getting dressed up and, you know, prepared for war to play hockey. So... Uh, a lot of the guys I fell in love with uh, over in that system, Muhammad Dulin succeeded uh, with Toplar, and that's part of Salavat Yulayev in Ufa in Russia. Uh, so, anyways, Muhammad Dulin, when I watched him the past couple of World Juniors back then, his booming shot, his long range with his stick, and being able to have a big bomb of a shot to me screamed this guy could be our chara and worse comes to worse defensively he could be siegenthaler no problem or ken danico you know nothing wrong with that ken danico is a legend for the new jersey devils so you know the grizzly man grizzly grizzly man play play tough play physical because that's what the new jersey devils need you know they just need some physicality and you know, uh, I was stunned when Nemish was uh, selected second overall. I was genuinely stunned, but I think I was just mostly disappointed that we weren't going to get Uri Slavkovsky. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people were too, because I was hoping Bob McKenzie would be wrong, but he's never wrong when, when it comes to the first overall selection. He's been right since like over 10 years now. So the man knows like who's going to go first overall. So 
but ultimately it's, it, it's just this like I think that people should be you know very excited for the future for New Jersey Devils because and be donning this jersey right here you got sure yeah you got your yeah jersey. there we go there we go now it's staying up if you're watching on YouTube you'll understand what the problem was but yeah it's, um, it's, it's the it's the green screen part of uh of zoom so um, I, I need to get for my, those people I need for to those people I actually have the uh, this is the New Jersey Devil slash Tilly T-shirt that I got with my uh, redemption. So it it's a it's a best of both cultures. So I got I got to ask you this. So I talked about my reaction to the New Jersey Devils selecting Nemish, but what was the overall reaction at the draft party? Because I thought I heard a lot of groans and a lot of wait what kind of thing. What was because it seemed like you were the only person cheering. Uh, for me, like I heard mixed emotions, but I think in the end, uh, when I started talking to people, I remind them that, um, we got one of the best skaters in the draft, but we also got the best defenseman in this draft. And I reminded them that this guy is going to be playing with Luke Hughes for a wicked long time. And they're going to have someone like, you know, when someone says, when are we going to trade away Damon Severson? When are we going to move him? Uh, for me, or replacing Subban in a year or two, uh, you have the benefit of the doubt where you have a really good insurance policy where Nemets uh, can be like uh, our version of Eric Chernock, but with more speed and more smarts and more hockey IQ. And People for not, not a lot of people follow the draft like we do, but people listening to the podcast because they know what we're talking about. And we oversee a lot of this and a lot of people actually follow your podcast and Neil's podcast um, that I spoke to uh, at the draft party. So a lot of people actually understand who we're talking about now. So it's not foreign, foreign anymore. It's not Mandarin. It's not Hungarian. It's plain English. Awesome. So, oh, I, I just want some clarity. So uh, for for uh, Jersey Joe, in, in terms of Simon Nemish is saying the Slovakian version, I'm saying the English version. So uh, how would you say the Slovakian version again? Shimon Nemetz. The English version is Simon Nemesh. Or, yeah, or that's pretty much. The, I, I think that's what they're going to say on like the broadcast or the PA system, whatever the case might be. They usually say the English version, unless uh, Nemish uh, requests otherwise. But ultimately, I'm excited to see what can happen from Nemish and uh, his overall development. And, you know, a lot of people, including my colleagues, were, were trolling me. They were clowning on me saying the devils are stupid, yada, yada, yada. But I just, <laughs> with, with Cooley, with, with Cooley and with Wright, Yes, they look great on paper, but in terms of development, you know, we can't just put them out of position. We can't put them out of winger position for a long-term solution because we already got so many centers to develop and work with. So that's what I want people to know about this overall ordeal. Don't worry, there's still more in store with Jersey Joe. But before we continue, I want to bring you guys the first and only live read this morning and cause for our friends at BetOnline. So BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs. Congratulations to the Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. I'm sorry what might happen to Darcy Kemper and MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, 
esports and scores, and BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, let's get back to our discussion with Jersey Joe. Take it away once again. Now, let's switch gears. Let's go from the draft, and let's talk about a recent trade that happened because the New Jersey Devils were able to obtain Vitek Vanacek. Now, you predicted it uh, that the Devils could get him. I also did a silly season discussion because I think I said, like, uh, should the Devils get Kemper, Hopi, or Vanacek? And I said the more realistic choice would have to be uh, Vanacek but my desired choice would be Kemper. And the person I would stay away from out of those three would be Holpe. So yeah. ultimately it's just like uh, I, another silly season prediction that I got right. I said, if we want to get VTech Vanacek, I think that's the more realistic uh, solution if we're being honest with ourselves. So, uh, but, but here's the problem with VTech Vanacek. He's still relatively young. Like he doesn't provide that veteran leadership that I was hoping for. He's not really going to be a mentor towards Mackenzie Blackwood. He doesn't have, I mean, he does have playoff experience, but it hasn't been all that good. Mm -hmm. And another thing is like, he's going from a good team to a subpar team at best. So will his numbers remain the same as they were for the Capitals? Probably not, but I need your unbiased opinion. What, what's your thoughts on VTech Vanacek? I really like what he has done the past couple of years with um, the Washington Capitals. Uh, excuse me, just a little tea. <laughs> Uh, Jersey Joe's actually British. Everyone needs a sip of tea. Uh, a little bit of English. Uh, okay. That's why my middle name is Clark. Uh, anyways, long story short, uh, I really like what Vanacek brings and his mechanics are very good. I just think that the defense in front of him with the Capitals was good, but it wasn't good enough to get them through in the playoffs. And Given the coaching that they have in the Capitals, I don't think the coach there pressed enough of their buttons uh, for the defenseman to get a little grittier. And plus, you've got a lot of aging veterans. The Devils are quite the opposite, where we have a young netminder in Vitek Vanacek, a Czech uh, goaltender, mind you. Uh, he has posted... Uh, at least 19 wins a season. He got basically 19, 10, and 2 in uh, Hershey when he was uh, getting revved up before 2021. And he posted 21 wins, and he got another 20 wins <clears throat> in the regular season uh, just this past season. Um, he plays a minimum of 37 to 42 games. However, He's going to have to deal with um, playing a little extra now because he could be playing 62 games, maybe 65. Because really? well, what are your thoughts on Mackenzie Blackwood? Do you think he's out the door? Do you think Mackenzie Blackwood would be moved to 1B? Uh, because I, I say this, Mackenzie Blackwood uh, is still our starting goalie. I haven't lost faith in him. However, time is running out, but we do need to give him like, some help that that's my overall thing we because we haven't been doing that to Mackenzie Blackwood and unfortunately his career is on the same trajectory as uh Corey Schneider 
which is he's being overworked, he's injury prone, and his numbers are getting worse by the year. So we need to help him out while we still can. But Mackenzie Blackwood seems to be getting more and more frustrated with the organization. Do you think Mackenzie Blackwood stays or do you think, um, you know, is he pretty much one foot out the door? Because Neil brought this to my attention saying that he swapped agents during the middle of the season, which is never a good sign. Yep. So I will say this and Neil is right. And I have the same hunch too. And I saw someone put out there uh, the other day yesterday. Um, well, technically on draft day on day one that Edmonton is interested in Mackenzie Blackwood. I'm not sure if that's completely true, but if it is, uh, it sounds like they're trying to supplement the problem for Mike Smith. So I think the Devils will entertain a trade. And I believe if they're going to offer sheet someone for a goaltender, Jake Ottinger. Okay, so speaking of the Edmonton Oilers, we got some breaking news uh, from Frank uh, Cerebelli. Duncan Keith has reached a decision to retire, leaving Edmonton with lots of cap flexibility now. There you go. It's just, you know, sands of time eventually run out. So the Jeopardy theme song is done. <laughs> but, you know, if we get rid of Mackenzie Blackwood, then we're still in the same position that we once were because we don't need one goalie. We need two serviceable goalies. That's, that's our situation because it's one of the things I talked about in my silly season episode that involved the William Nylander trade. Yes, in that hypothetical trade package sent to me by my colleagues, yes, we get Jack Campbell. That's a bit of an upgrade over Mackenzie Blackwood. But at the same time, we still don't, we still don't have a backup. So if we deal away Mackenzie Blackwood we're, and we still just have Vitek Vanacek and Nico Dawes or Akira Schmidt or you know, his backups, we're still in the same position that we were in last year. Quite honestly, probably in, in an even worse one if Vitek Vanacek can't translate what he did to the Washington Capitals to the New Jersey Devils. So my thing for Tom Fitzgerald is that you cannot just, you know, half-ass this. You need to actually, like, um, find a serviceable ba backup goalie. We still don't have any word on Jonathan Bernier and his situation. I'm hoping Bernier returns because if Bernier returns, he'll be third string. He'll be less wear on his body. Won't ask much of him. But I will take, uh, you know, a, a, a washed-up Jonathan Bernier over uh, Kira Schmidt and uh, Nico Dawes just because, look, even at um, – uh, Bernier's worse is still better than uh, Nico Dawes and Akira Schmidt for right now. Yeah, like I said before, like Nico Dawes, even on a crappy team, can still win 10 to 15 games. And he's probably going to improve his game this offseason. And with the Devils, very likely, I think they're in the hunt still for Burnett uh, to be an assistant coach, to be eventually a head coach, if Ruff really screws up, it's going to be something that the Devils have a good uh, backup plan. And I think they will make a good decision in getting a signed backup. Do they really want to go sign Wedgwood again for a backup? Well, Wedgwood signed an extension, right, with the, the, the Stars? Not that I remember, but if he did, I, I, I then he's he off the board. Yeah, he signed a two-year extension with the Stars, if I recall correctly. Yeah, if that's the case, then he's off the board. But I'm just saying this back to the drawing board, then the Devils going to have to make a trade. I mean, they're not going to throw darts at the dartboard. They're going to be looking at their list. And Kate Madigan's going to be helped working the phones for Tom Fitzgerald. So 
I know they're really pushing. So the Devils lucked out against Billy Huso. So he yeah, was traded Red, earlier. Yeah, because the Red Wings obtained uh, his rights. Like, they obtained his rights. He's not officially a Detroit Red Wing. They just obtained his rights, So which means they could talk to him first before free agency begins. Yeah, and if, if it doesn't come down, then the Devils can get him. So you'd yeah. have, like, same situation with the Jonathan Bernier. Um, uh, what, what was it? The um, Carolina Hurricanes, because Bernier was originally traded to the Carolina Hurricanes. They couldn't get a deal done. Becomes a free agent, signs with the Devils. So, you know, I think that's uh, that could also be a situation. Yeah, and speaking of goaltending, um, we haven't talked about Tyler Brennan yet. And Brennan is the number one uh, North American goaltender, just a segue. And he is a draft plus one guy. So he played on a very poor uh, Prince George uh, Cougars. So uh, Tyler Brennan uh, is from Manitoba. So he watched a lot of uh, Connor Hellebuck over the years. And he also liked a lot of Mike Smith in his earlier days. So with him being a WHL guy, you're dealing with a lot of physical defensemen. So you're used to uh, big bodies in front of you. Uh, maybe not as much scoring because, like I said, physical defensemen uh, usually come out of the W. So it's a good thing to have. He's a six foot four, uh, 190-pound uh, goaltender. He's 18 years old uh, from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Who else came from Winnipeg, Manitoba for the Devils? Travis Zajac. So – um, his comparable for me is uh, Nico Dawes. See, here's the thing about Nico Dawes or Akira Schmidt. They played really well with Utica, but we rushed them, and we had no choice but to rush them. And, you know, Nico Dawes, I think he did everything he could potentially do to try to save face for the Devils, but the fact of the matter is we overworked them. So I don't want Nico Dawes <laughs> or Akira Schmidt back with the Devils organization to start this year, not because I don't like them, but it's just because they're not ready. I, I just want them to develop in the proper way because Utica, despite getting knocked out early in the AHL playoffs, they had a very good regular season. And I talked with the Utica uh, comments writer about that. And ultimately that, that's what I want people to focus on. Nico Dawes and Akira Schmidt, they're not bad goalies. We just rushed them because we had no choice but to rush them. Right. And he, and Schmid wasn't even close to ready. Uh, Dawes is like, uh, was a year behind but he started gaining some uh, development at the NHL, learning what it takes. But like See, you said, if, he needs if, to marinate a little bit longer. If Nico Dawes became our third string goalie, I think I'd be okay with that because we're not going to, we would only use him in like in a, a real emergency. Like if, uh, you know, Vanacek and Blackwood have gone the extra mile, both need a rest or one of them is hurt. Um, you know, if Nico Dawes became third string goalie, I'd be okay with that because I think he's earned the right to be at least considered for third string if Jonathan Bernier doesn't return. Right. And it's good to have that policy, but back to uh, Tyler Brennan, you know, given the fact that Prince George has not been a good team, uh, you look at his past two seasons when he was, well, technically three seasons, uh, back to 2019, 2020, he played in 15 games with a 3.34 goals allowed average uh, with 
four to six one uh, win loss total. And then he went to play for Canada White U17 team. He was two and two uh, around the same numbers, but he had a shutout. So he dealt with a lot of adversity, but then in the 2021 season, uh, played in uh, four games, uh, 2.16 uh, goals allowed average, netting a 0.933 saves percentage and a shutout uh, went 202. So he had two wins and uh, two uh, ties or whatever. So um, then you look at 21, 22, he played in 39 games with a 3.58 goals allowed average and a 0.899 saves percentage, but he had 11 wins despite 25 losses and two uh, ties. And then playoffs, he was in four games, uh, 1.86 goals allowed average with a nine with a 0.954 uh, saves percentage. And Despite all that, the team in front of him just didn't score enough where he ended up 0-3-0. So there's potential, but he can still play another year or two in the W. So I think he might want to get transferred to another team in the W if his team decides to move him. Okay, so Tyler Brennan, uh, everyone keep an eye out for that potential name. I also interviewed a, a goalie who could fall under the radar, Chase Coward from the WHL. Mm -hmm. Most likely won't get picked, most likely won't get drafted, but still, uh, it, you know, anything could happen in, in these many rounds of the NHL draft. Now, to wrap things up, uh, Joe, for the final segment, I want to talk about your thoughts on the pending free agency for New Jersey Devils because struck out with Kevin Fiala, struck out with Alex DeBrinket and Alex DeBrinket was picked up by the Ottawa Senators on a very, very cheap uh, uh, return because they gave up just a few draft picks. One of those was a first round draft pick. And I, I personally thought my offer to one of my colleagues at locked on Blackhawks, I thought it was a better deal because, you know, yeah. I said first round draft pick next year, unprotected second round draft pick in this year's draft. I'll give you a prospect not named Holtz, Mercer or Hughes. And, and you know, just pick any prospect you want. And as collateral, just so you get an, a player right away, I'll throw in Pavel Zaka. But, you know, that's, but that, that's all I'm going to give you. And Pavel Zaka is a throw-in for any deal. And I, I want to talk about the pending free agency for New Jersey Devils once again because Alex DeBrincat is off the table. Kevin Fiala is off the table. Now it seems like it's Johnny Goodrow or bust. Yeah, I honestly think that it comes down between the Devils and Philly. And I know that they brought in D'Angelo and they're trying to like uh, wiggle room cap space. I mean, let me look at this with Philly. I mean, I don't want to tick off, you know, the Locked On Flyers podcast, but I'm going to just take a little gander at what they got. So they have over $39 million tied up in forwards. And then they have... 19 over 19 million dollars tied up with their defense right now and then over 4.9 million with their goalies and Fedotov is having problems back in Russia with the military um, so I really think that 
the Flyers are going to have to make a lot of moves just to get you Goudreau, or they're going to have to make moves after they try. But I really think the Devils have the upper hand, given the fact that, you know, next week or very soon to be will be the free agent frenzy. I think in the end, the Devils might end up with him. I'm, I could be wrong, but I would love to see him red and black because he should be like, I know Vanacek, I play against him. Uh, be like, be closer to home, but not exactly Southwest Jersey. So, but do you want to be part of a GM like Chuck Fletcher? I don't think he knows how to use asset management properly, but Tom Fitzgerald on the other hand does. And we're seeing that along with Kate Madigan rolling it. So I really believe the Devils have the upper end with the more higher quality contracts on the books. So I really see the Devils having that special leg up where we have a bunch of young stars becoming veterans and veterans that are stabilizers. So who knows what happens, but I would be very, very thrilled to have Johnny Goudreau. Yeah. Johnny Goudreau, his worst is still better than uh -huh. like everyone's best on the devil's roster for the time being. And I just want people to know, like, you know, I think, I, I think Johnny Goodrow's on the way. I think Johnny hockey's on the way, but he really does have to be on the way because this seems like it's Johnny Goodrow or bust at this point. But let me throw this out there. NRD uh, from the cold. Soul podcast NHL rumors daily said last year he had smoke signals pointing towards New Jersey Devils signing Dougie Hamilton. And he said similar language about Johnny Goudreau to New Jersey. And I know he has very good sources. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's right again. So it's a little hard to bet against NRD. We'll see what happens. But uh, if Johnny Goudreau uh, signs with the New Jersey Devils, I'll be happy. Already got Vitek, Vanacek. Hopefully Mackenzie Blackwood in the front office works something out because I, I haven't lost faith in Mackenzie Blackwood. Hopefully uh, Blackwood sees that the New Jersey Devils are really trying to give him some stability because Vanacek, solid goalie, has playoff experience. Only a couple years in the league. That's one of my concerns. So he can't act as a mentor, and he's, he doesn't give uh, the New Jersey Devils that veteran leadership. But at the same time, I respect his numbers, and I said I would be totally happy if we got Vanacek. And I said in my silly season episode, I said it was the more realistic option for a New Jersey Devils. So, Jersey Joe, um, before we go, any final thoughts that you want to share? So, because the Devils picked uh, Daniel Ordlov, he's on one of my mock drafts that I had on Draft Pro Sim. Uh, he plays a little bit more versatile in all the facets of the defensive game from power play, penalty kills, uh, to even strength. He's got a similar shot to uh, Shakir Muhammadulin, except he was picked a little bit uh, later, around, I think, second or third round, if I remember, I re or fourth round. I remember Seamus Casey, uh, still around, like, what, top 40, top 60s projected. And Casey's going to, what, Michigan? And who else is coming from college hockey very soon from a right-hand defenseman, Ethan Edwards. So 
the Devils have a pipeline. It's rotating. And before you know it, it's going to leak over into Utica. And the Devils will be like, we need to move a few guys to make room for another few. And maybe there are some other trades coming about. And who knows if uh, Dave Peniota is right with the Devils and the Blues uh, trying to get a trade done. Vladimir Tarasenko, that, that's also an option. He, he proved everyone wrong that he's still very effective despite coming off of injuries. So, you know, um, Vladimir Tarasenko is someone I'd also be happy with, could definitely help on the top six. So, Jersey Joe, you always have great insight. You always have great opinions. And I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself. And congratulations, Simon Nemish is coming to the New Jersey Devils. You predicted it. Seems like you were one of the few people happy and you educate people why people are <laughs> excited for Nemish. And overall, uh, you know, people aren't crazy when they make bold predictions. You know what? Um, I, I try not to be crazy. I just try to, you know, be as wise, analytical. I may not be like my father, who's a financial advisor, but I try and make the right recommendations when it comes to players and prospects. And for me, it's always an honor to uh, give not only the Devils community, but the hockey community as well, uh, my perspective, if they want me to be bluntly honest, even if I wear the red and black. So it's just me being straight up honest, like a fiduciary person. So awesome. Jersey Joe, thanks for joining me, my man. Always a pleasure. Enjoyed the draft. Still got to post some uh, draft news for New Jersey Devils. VTech Vanacek, Simon Nemish, coming to town, everybody. Yes, and happy birthday, number 23. Two, three, two, three, two, three, two, three. Two, three. Two, three. <laughs>